Ooh, geez, it's chilly in here. Is someone blasting the AC? Oh, I see. It's a cold open. Hi, everyone. Katie here. Just wanted to pop in and say that next month's episode of Dear Lisfera is going to be a special Q&A episode featuring questions from you, the listeners. Hopefully, if you send them in. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bunch of questions from people named Hip Bip the Gnome or something like that. There's a link in the description of this episode to a form where you can submit your question for Lisfera. I'll also post the link on Instagram and Twitter. Why not? Feel free to use your own name or a character name. Depending on how many submissions there are, I might not be able to get to all the questions, but thank you in advance for sending one in, whether or not it gets used. And if you're listening to this after June 2022, do they still have podcasts in the future? Never mind, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Okay, tell me. No, don't tell me. Okay, write it on this piece of paper, put it in this envelope, and then maybe I'll open it later. Thank you. With that all settled, enjoy the show! My name's Lisfera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning, excuse me, if this is your first time tuning, if this is your first time tuning in, know that I don't usually sneeze this much. I've been a little under the weather, forest flu. It's so mild, honestly, I'm barely sick. I just have a runny nose, runny feet, that's when your feet involuntarily start running out of nowhere, headache, body ache, droopy ears, my eyes twitching a little, I have a weird craving for dragon chips, but that's probably unrelated, and I'm sneezing. My family has a bunch of home remedies for forest flu. There's gollywaddle chop stew, which is a classic, but I used to hate it when I was younger. My moms would tell me that some fairies made it special for me, and I didn't want to insult the fairies, so I'd eat it. I didn't find out until years later that it was just mama making it. And by years later, I mean I just found out yesterday. It was, um, crushing. Mom has another remedy that I only use in dire circumstances, so basically never it's this oh, disgusting mixture she spreads on her face. It's made of ground-up cord root, cinnamon, jeebler saliva, which I don't know where she used to get that from. And, oh, what else is in it? It doesn't matter. It's gross, and I'm not using it. Also, my jeebler friend TJ moves so slowly, I can't imagine how long it'd take for them to work up enough saliva for Mom's remedy. Last time my brother Lenril came to visit, he said that he got forest flu while traveling up the Iwern River. In that region, they call it the Iwern Ick. He said that one of his traveling companions told him to stick his bare feet into the river while holding a branch between his teeth and rhythmically banging two rocks together. Which was definitely just Lenril trying to trick me into doing this the next time I got sick, so I'm not gonna do that. Anywhere that someone can see me, I might still try it. My best friend Raydra says that higher altitude is good for curing forest flu, so when she's sick, she'll climb to the very top of a Dalwan tree, which is the tallest kind of tree in the towering forest. But 10 minutes ago, I sneezed so hard that I fell out of my chair. So I'd rather not risk that happening while I'm a couple hundred feet in the air. All that is to say, I've been eating a lot of gollywaddle chop stew lately. Anyway, this is Dear Lisfera, the show where I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. If you need some advice, you can send a letter to Dear Lisfera at the Towering Forest Radio Station. Our first letter is from Hongla. Hongla writes, Dear Lisfera, Hi, my name's Hongla. I always get nervous lighting matches because I don't like the fire getting too close to my fingers. So yesterday I went to a wand shop and bought one of those wands you can get with pre-installed spells. I asked the mage working at the shop to enchant mine with a match spell. 
It was not cheap, but I figured it'd be worth it so I wouldn't have to worry about burning my fingers anymore. Achoo! That sneeze wasn't in the letter. That was just me. Continuing. When I got home, I got a candle and used my new wand to cast the match bell. But instead of lighting a fire, it just made another candle. I was so confused and figured maybe it was just a fluke. Then, when I tried casting the match spell in my fireplace, another log appeared. Finally, I realized that the match spell wasn't a spell for lighting fires, but for making a match for things. I started trying it with other objects around the house. I now have two spatulas, two toothbrushes, and two of the ugly vase my mom gave me that used to belong to my grandmother. Didn't think that one through. I know this was my fault for not being specific enough with the shop's mage, and they don't allow returns, so now I'm stuck with this wand. Any advice for how I can get use out of this spell? It doesn't work on large objects, like my couch, or on money or food. It came with 300 uses, and I still have about 292 uses left. Still afraid of burning my fingers, Hongla. I'm totally with you on the fear of matches, Hongla. I know you didn't ask for advice about this, but I got this glove that was knit with fireberry bush fiber. The fireberry bush is naturally flame resistant, and so is the glove. I always put it on before lighting any matches, or building a fire, or handing my best friend Raedra a flaming arrow. Now, about the thing that you actually asked for advice on, I think you're already on the right track with getting use out of the wand. Obviously, you don't need two spatulas, unless you're really hardcore about pancakes, but it could definitely be useful for other things, like adding new logs to the fire without having to chop wood. And I don't know about you, but I'm always losing socks. With this wand, you can make matches for all your socks that are missing a pair. What else? What else? Oh, you know how when you get a coat or a shirt with buttons and then you lose one of the buttons and then you either have to sew on a random different button or just go buttonless? Well, now if you lose a button, you can just make a match of one of the other buttons and use that one as a replacement. Just get creative with it. I'm sure you'll find ways to get your 292 uses out in no time. Then maybe you'll even get a new one. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. Oh, I've been holding that in for a minute. I wanted to try to get through the advice without sneezing. I think I'm sneezing less, though. Our next letter... Never mind. Our next letter is from Gevgrin. Gevgrin writes, Dear Lesphira, My name is Gevgrin Botlier. I'm a pretty successful traveling bard, and I also do a lot of activism work to help reduce the stigma and misinformation around zombified folk. Oh, yes! I've heard some of your music. I really love your song, I'm Dead, Not Married. Such a bop. Anyway, continuing. I've become a lot more well-known over the past couple of years as my music has taken off, and I was recently named Hottest Man Deceased by Undead Magazine. It's a huge honor and has really increased my following in both the zombie community and the living community. However, because I've been awarded this title, lately I've been feeling more and more objectified when I interact with my fans. I feel like now they look at me like a piece of meat, which can be a little unnerving when it's coming from a zombie. Now I sometimes find myself having trouble concentrating on performing knowing that people are looking at me like that. Do you have any advice for how I can get more comfortable with this level of attention towards how I look? Thanks, Gevgrin Botlier. Well, congrats on your new title, Gevgrin. Not to brag, but I was named most likely to spill something when I was in school, so we both have some pretty impressive claims to fame. But I see where you're coming from. You can't really change how people perceive you, so... It is all about getting used to that gaze. Of course, if you're ever in a situation where you're really feeling uncomfortable, you should try to take yourself out of that situation. But if you think you can get used to it, I'm sure it's possible. Maybe now is the time to experiment with more eccentric outfits. If that's something you think you'd enjoy, 
That way, you can tell yourself that the people looking at you are looking at what you're wearing. Personally, I'm a fan of huge hats. Maybe try some of those. Another strategy could be only performing at night, so it's more difficult to see your audience when you're performing. If you can't see them, you might not be thinking so much about them looking at you. Other than that, I think it might just take some time to get used to. Try focusing on how many more people are being exposed to your music and your work with destigmatizing zombie folk. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. Also, come to a concert in the Towering Forest. We're going to take a quick break, which is perfect timing because I have runny feet again and I'm about to start jogging laps around the station. We'll be back soon to take a call. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant to call Dear Lesphira at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, oh, here I go. A word from our sponsor. My name is Breck. I own a pemble fruit orchard. I need folks to help me harvest pemble fruit. If you can harvest pemble fruit, tell your speaking plant to call Breck at the hills of Longforn. That's it. I'm done. with Dearless Vera. And we have a caller on the vine. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey there. My name's Cliella. Sorry to hear about your cold. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been... Listen, sweetheart. Don't pay any attention to those other remedies. Here in Poea, we call that the Curtibus Cold. And I've got just the thing for it. Works like a charm every time. First, you gotta get a cup of salt water. It's got to be natural salt water, not just water you add salt to. Then, grind up a handful of dabbleworms. Add in some frizzy bee honey and moldy gollywaddle feathers. Oh, I don't... Now, I know what you're thinking. Clayella, where am I supposed to find moldy gollywaddle feathers? But you'd be surprised how easy they are to get your hands on if you just ask the right people. Anyway, grind those up. You'll probably want to plug your nose, because this will smell worse than an on-fire bareback cave. But it works. But I... Leave that mixture out in the sun for a couple hours. Then you're going to rub it between your ears. Guaranteed that Curtibus cold will clear up in no time. That's so nice of you, but I... Just ask around. I'm sure somebody has some moldy gollywaddle feathers. No, I know where to get moldy gollywaddle feathers. That's not the problem. I just don't have any salt water. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I'm sure those other remedies will work just fine. Or it'll just clear up on its own. I appreciate the advice, though. Speaking of, did you need any? Any cold remedies? No, I'm healthy as a hydra. No, advice. Oh, yes, I need advice. So I work at a salon called I Need a Harrow. We give the best haircuts in Grevlon. And I tend to work with a lot of customers with magic hair issues. Ooh, what kind of magic hair issues? Oh, you know. I got this one client with dragon in the family tree. So every now and then, the hair catches on fire. So I go in, get the smoky smell out, give them a deep condition, and style whatever's left over. Another one of my clients has a ton of hair. Just goes on forever. Wraps around the entire salon. I gotta block off half a week every time she makes an appointment. And the hair is so thick that she'll use it to store stuff, right? Like pockets. Thing is, she ends up losing stuff in the hair. So I'll be in there, combing out knots, and suddenly I'm pulling out a hand mirror or a whisk. One time I even found half a muffin tucked in there. I mean, I get it. I'm always wishing I had more pockets to hold stuff, so if I had that much hair, I'd definitely put stuff in there. Maybe not a muffin, but 
that's just because I don't like wasting food. Oh, she ate the muffin. Said she was saving it for a snack. Had to pick some hair off of it, but it didn't look too bad otherwise. Well, I won't judge. How's your hair, Lysvira? Uh, good, I think. You've been looking to change things up? I can make some room for you in my schedule and take that hair from good to great. Oh, that's very nice. I think I'm okay, though. I like to think that a person can look any way they want, as long as they're staying true to their character. And I like how I look. Well, that's good to hear. Anyway, listen to me getting sidetracked. Here's my issue. I have this one client. He comes in every single morning for a haircut. Every morning? Do you just cut one hair every day? <laughs> no, no, no. The poor thing had a run-in with a cursed comb a few years back. And now every morning, he wakes up with hair down to his knees. It's not a bad look, but not the one he's going for. So every morning, he comes in to get it cut off for the day. Sounds tedious. Ah, we're used to it by now. It's as regular to him as going to get the newspaper. But here's my issue. I've been noticing lately that he's growing a bit of a bald spot on the back of his head. Took me a while to notice since I see him every day. But it's definitely there. What I'm wondering is, should I tell him about it? As a hairdresser, I've sworn an oath to help my clients achieve the hair of their dreams. But I don't know how to bring it up without being awkward. Oh, that is definitely a dilemma. I just don't want him to feel self-conscious if I bring it up. Balding's a natural part of life. I have a former client who went bald. Ate some phos fungi. That's fancy talk for glowy mushrooms. And now her head glows in the dark. She hasn't had to light a single candle since. So first, I need to ask, is there actually a hairdresser oath? <coughs> I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment the following. I will respect that some people want hairdos that I personally consider hair don'ts, and I have to be okay with that. I will apply for the benefit of people with dry hair all the conditioner that is required. I will remember every small detail about my clients, so when I bring it up at the next appointment, they'll say, Thank you for remembering. I will not be ashamed to go into work when I have a bad hair day. I will respect the privacy of my clients. If I ever repeat their stories to someone else, I will replace their name with my cousins. I will remember that I do not treat split ends or bad highlights or frizzy hair, but a folk or creature whose hair disaster may affect their family, friends, and romantic relationships. My responsibility includes these related problems if I am to give them adequate hair care. I will prevent clients from bleaching their hair whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to spending years trying to fix that mess. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow beings who may need my hair care expertise even if they don't know it. If I do not violate this oath, may I live a long and happy life. And if I do, may I be cursed to never find a haircut that fits my face shape for as long as I live. Wow. You memorized that whole thing? I actually have it tattooed on my arm. Didn't mean for it to be a full sleeve. I was picturing smaller letters, but... Kesara. There is a shorter version that goes like this. On my honor, I will try to serve Anetta and Grevlon, to help people at all times, and to live by the hairdresser law. Who's Anetta? God of hair. They're also the god of baked goods. Thought for a sec I was sent some kind of sign when I found that muffin in that girl's hair. But it was just a regular muffin. Anyway, I think you just solved your own problem. Wait, when? I missed it.
that one line in your oath. It said something about folks who may need your expertise or something. Hang on, let me find it. Uh, here it is. Middle of my forearm. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow beings who may need my hair care expertise, even if they don't know it. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Well, cutting and drying is my specialty. How exactly do I bring this up to him, then? Well, maybe you can just bring it up casually, just in passing, so it doesn't seem like you're making a big deal out of it. How about... Ah, look what we have here! Or should I say, look what we don't have here? You're balding! Uh, I wouldn't exactly call that casual. Maybe more like, oh, huh, looks like your hair is thinning a little back here. Huh. Oh, okay, that's good. And who knows, as someone who has to get a haircut every day, he might be excited about the prospect of having a patch on his head where his hair isn't growing anymore. Very true, very true. All right, that sounds like a plan. Keep it casual. Keep it light. You got this. All right. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks so much for your help. And you come see me the next time you're in Poer, okay? I'll give you a free blowout. Oh, thank you. And thanks for calling in. Bye-bye now. Bye. Oh, Reuven, when was the last time I sneezed? Hey, I think I might be getting better. Oh, that's a relief. I thought I was going to have to resort to Mom's Jeebler spit remedy. Thank you for listening to Dear Lisfira. Next up we have a three-hour lecture from Professor Yondrell of Back and Cat's Academy of Magic. The topic, the minuscule evolution of dragon talons in the past 1,000 years. I'm not sure how something described as minuscule can be stretched into a three-hour lecture, but I guess you can listen and find out. And then let me know, because I, I don't, I, I won't be listening. I have an appointment. I'll talk to you all again real soon. But in the meantime, keep your chin up and don't forget to tip your hairdresser. Bye. Hot. Oh, man. Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira was voiced by Katie Siegel. Clyella was voiced by Amanda Sankwitz. The sponsor was voiced by Frankie Marone. And I'm Nicole. Hi. If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute to leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you do, Katie will give you a free haircut. You might not want to take her up on that, but the offer is on the table. We have Dearless Fear merch. Check it out at teespring.com slash store slash Katie Flies Away. For more Dearless Fear, check it out at Dearless Fear on TikTok. You can also follow at Dearless Fear on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!